Hello and welcome to Radio IAGP's Game of the Year 2020. My name is Implausibly Josh and I've asked the fans of Radio IAGP and randoms on Twitter to answer a Google Forms that I put out asking about your Game of the Year. The thing we're doing differently about Game of the Year at Radio IAGP is that I don't care if the game came out in 2020, especially in 2020. I feel like games were weird because of these unprecedented times, but also we are not a prestigious organization. Implausibly average is implausibly average. So I don't care about what games came out in 2020. I care about what games impacted you in 2020. I care about the games that were important to you this year with some occasional bits of what were some weird things that happened in gaming in 2020. There are no deliberations in this Game of the Year podcast. This is not 24 hours plus of content spread out spread out over the course of five days of deliberations over what game is Game of the Year. And here's a little secret for the end. There is no Radio IAGP Game of the Year at the end of this. We're just going to talk about some games that resonated with you, and that's, I think, the spirit of the winter season. We'll start off with the category of biggest disappointment. This was just something that disappointed you in 2020 with the games in general. I specifically said that I think that Naughty Dog being showered with praise after all of those articles and stuff that came out about the company and how awful that company is, I thought that was probably the big... Uh, up until Cyberpunk came out, I answered this before Cyberpunk came out, I thought that was the big disappointment of 2020, was all of these places still showering praise on a company that mistreated its workers for a game that chewed up workers and spit them out. I just thought that was pretty frustrating. And in general, it seemed like The Last of Us Part Two, not necessarily the Naughty Dog part, but The Last of Us Part Two in general, seemed to be a downer. But, of course, the elephant in the room, I think, when it comes to what could be considered the biggest disappointment would be Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I think everything about it was disappointing. The messaging leading up to the game coming out, the absolutely atrocious state the game was in on launch, the fact that it would brick people's PlayStation 4s is unacceptable from a big release like this. The idea that these games didn't even seem optimized, uh, optimized is the wrong word, but they seemed like they were not made for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, despite the fact that there was a Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One announced and then canceled. Like, Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be the big game of this year. You know, they had... Keanu Reeves come out with uh, that one E3. They announced an Xbox One X themed after Cyberpunk 2077 and coming with the game. <coughs> and that just didn't happen. Those things just didn't happen. And that doesn't even get into the transphobia within the marketing aspect of it. The weird racism of the game. The idea that this cyberpunk genre game came out made by a company that crunched its employees for months and months and tried to bring back the concept of 
company's script for in, in, instead of having bonuses it is top to bottom an absolute clown show and i think also revealed some weird things about the games industry you know like there was the article that came out about how this game caused this player for this publication to have a seizure because there's a thing in the game that mimics basically exactly the things that doctors use to induce seizures in patients. The bottom of that rev- that article linked to the review that was like, yeah, this game gave me a seizure, but hey, it's still a positive scoring video game. Check out the review. That in and of itself is really messed up. The other thing that's messed up about this was that the author of that article was overwhelmed with joy that the game had a patch that basically said, hey, the seizure warning at the beginning of this game, it's real, be careful. Not that they fixed it, not that they took it out, not that they made it so you could skip it, any number of things to actually fix the problem. Instead, they were happy that more attention was drawn to it within the game. And this isn't a a call out of that author. You know, this has almost nothing to do with them. It's the fact that gaming publications are so desperate for scraps from the gaming industry that putting in a second seizure warning for the game that literally caused you a seizure is enough to warn you going, this rules, and being overcome with joy. That says some not great things about the state of the video game publication, video games journalism, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that's good. I think that sucks, actually. And I think that the people who cover video games should expect more and are worth more than just being happy that a second warning came out in the game as opposed to actually fixing the core problems or are not even pushing them on how did this get past anyone in the first place? How did this get into the game at all? I don't know. I think that basically every which way you slice it, Cyberpunk 2077 was a huge disaster and a giant disappointment. Let's move on now to our Game of the Year honorable mention. I basically had the form have your top three games. What's your number one game of 2020, your number two game of 2020, and your number three game of 2020. Again, these are games that didn't have to come out in 2020, just the games that you played in 2020 that got you through the year or were important to you this year. And overwhelmingly, the honorable mention goes to Animal Crossing. I didn't play Animal Crossing that much when it came out. I played for about a month straight and then just completely dropped it. I think the game is still very cool. I think that the game definitely scratched an itch that I wanted scratched, but it just wasn't for me. Um, My honorable mention was Magic the Gathering Arena because in 2020, I think Magic clicked for me in a way that it hadn't in the past, and Arena was a huge part of that. Um, I still think that there are huge issues with that game. I think that the monetization is a little pricey, considering you can't even like trade in that game. Like You can't trade cards with other accounts. But it does make it feel a lot less like gambling than other things, like, like Magic the Gathering Online or Real Magic opening booster uh, packs. Not that I even think that it's gambling in general, but it just feels less like that. 
because there's no way to cash out, you know, which I think works better for me. I, I just also it's just easier to play. It keeps track of the rules for you. That's an immense help for someone like me. But it was it, it seemed like Animal Crossing 2020 was the year of Animal Crossing for sure. Let's move on now to biggest surprise. I feel like this is also pretty self-explanatory, but what was the thing that surprised you about gaming in 2020? And like, not as overwhelming as the Animal Crossing honorable mention, but Among Us did pretty well in this category. Just Among Us in general getting popular all of a sudden is wild to me. I think it's so interesting that gaming can still be like that to just have these games that come out of left field uh just out of nowhere and it's incredible i think age of calamity was an was an answer that was given and i uh, can completely agree with that not only that it was announced and released pretty quickly but then on top of that this is a this is a spin-off game based on the mechanics of dynasty warriors that is a sequel to a game that, as far as I'm aware, had basically nothing to do with the Zelda stories. Meanwhile, Age of Calamity, a sequel to that other game, is also a game that that fleshes out the story of a mainline Zelda game pretty heavily, as far as I'm aware. I didn't play it, so those types of games just aren't my jam, but it's wild that the game exists at all, that it is apparently very fun, and that it fleshes out a game that already had a really interesting story and world set up, and from what I can tell has done so pretty pretty well. Also, Hades was another big surprise that got mentioned, and I, I can agree with that. I have less than an hour in Hades. It seems very fun. Um, I, who knows? It's I don't. It, maybe it just isn't for me, but I think I like it. I don't know. The number three game of the year. These game of the year responses are kind of all over the place, you know? And I think that's great. I think it shows that there's so much in games that is kind of all over the place. My personal number three was Elite Dangerous. Um, I got it along with the first DLC. The second one's coming out soon to basically scratch an itch that I've always wanted scratched when I read about Elite Dangerous. Just the idea that you could explore the galaxy and also that you can make that be a semi-worthwhile job is pretty cool to me. Like the idea that I can just kind of leave human inhabited space and scan a bunch of planets and then come back and have it be like this like road trip style game almost was really soothing especially with the state of the world being as it is and me being trapped inside all day you know I, I work from home I worked from home before this but because of the virus um working from home has felt a little bit less I don't know it just I feel like I'm I'm more at home now obviously, because of everything going on. So without being able to, you know, just go out and about on the weekends after working, um, being able to do that in a video game and have it be in space, a fictional setting that I love with all my heart, um, it felt good. I would pop on some Star Trek music and I would just try and find an interesting looking star system and just drive, basically. 
and it, it was soothing. It was really great. Another one that got on this list was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, you have Animal Crossing again. Hades again. Planet Coaster was an interesting one. Um, I'm I couldn't get into Planet Coaster, but I could see the the spark there. I own the game. I I've maybe have like an hour or so into it, and I like it. It's just didn't quite catch me like some of the other roller coaster type games like that but it it was very interesting to see planet coaster on here for sure next we have best soundtrack or song i thought that i would be the only person to say the bug snacks theme but i was wrong other people said that too um the bug snacks theme is great uh it's a song by caro caro bonito and it rules i'll maybe i'll put a little bit of it here in post maybe not i kind of have to get this episode out as soon as possible so who knows but it rules it's such a good song it's genuinely oh it's genuinely super catchy i haven't played any of bug snack so i don't know if the rest of the music hits a similar vibe or is as similarly catchy but it's bug snacks one that i'm surprised i didn't say but final fantasy 7 remake had a lot of different songs in here that were represented along with the soundtrack in general, I think someone said. So, and I could agree, you know, I don't know a lot of the regular Final Fantasy VII music outside of just general gaming osmosis, but everything about that soundtrack was just so good. And especially how deep the soundtrack is, because not only do you have you know, basically rearrangements, remixes, whatever you want to call them, but new music all the way through the game. But then you also have these other, like, in-universe CDs or vinyl or something like that that play other unique remixes of certain themes and songs and stuff like that from the game, and it's it's just truly incredible, that game soundtrack. Just from top to bottom. Like, there's no song in that game is that I've played so far. Maybe, like, halfway through it. But there's no song that I've listened to that was bad in that game. And that's wild. Moving on to the number two game of the year. We see Spider-Man Miles Morales making another appearance in here. We see Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hyrule Warriors again. Some love for that game. Uh, I believe... I'm not mistaking, mistaken, excuse me, that I put Spider-Man Miles Morales in my number two spot? Maybe I put Final Fantasy VII Remake. I truly don't remember, to be honest. It wasn't the number one spot, so my brain immediately got rid of it, I guess. But it was, um, it's a good game. Number two, again, just kind of all over the place. Valkyria Chronicles, Cook Serve Delicious 3, Resident Evil 3, just so many games in here. Next up, we have Great Style. I basically just had this be like the, what game had a cool aesthetic um, or aesthetic element to it? So my answer was the Spider-Verse suit in Spider-Man Miles Morales, I thought looked incredible. Just wild how well they made that work in that game. Like the style clash feels good almost it's incredible that with and then that with the low frame rate on the movements oh and then the the i don't know what you call them in comics i can't remember them right now but the big booms and pows and stuff you know there's so much stuff there that really makes that whole suit just feel incredible um we also had you know hades which i agree hades just looks so good everything about the art direction for that game is absolutely incredible and finally worst game 
there were a lot of ones in here. I'll just read some off. Days Gone, Tokyo Mirage, Mirage Sessions, F.E. Sharp Encore, I think. Uh, Call of Cthulhu 2018, Final Fantasy 15, Deadly Premonition 2. The, I said Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, I went and looked it up and I forgot that this game came out this year. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot sucks, dude. It's so bad. And it's mostly just because it's another one of those games. You know, you've played, uh, I've said this before on the podcast, but if you've played Budokai Tenkaichi on the PS2, you've played Xenoverse, you've played JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven, you've played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's all the same gameplay, and it doesn't feel any better in this game than it did in any of the other games. It all feels equally bad, and it's disappointing that this game that otherwise looks really... mm, That's not even true. A game that, for the most part, looks pretty good and sounds really good, too. The soundtrack on that game is surprisingly good, but it is actively a game that does not feel good to play, and that sucks. Maybe someday we'll get a good Dragon Ball Z game, but um, looking unlikely if this is the way that these games are going to be playing from here on out. And finally, the Radio IAGP Game of the Year is a whole bunch of games because we're not naming any single one. I'll start with my Game of the Year, and that's Factorio. Um, Factorio, I think, officially released this year out of Early Access and, you know, got a 1.0 version, and that game is so good. It's so good. It scratches the itch of wanting a puzzle-like game because there is a puzzle to base building and resource management in that game, puzzle aspects, but also it's a base builder and I love base building games so much, especially ones where you can kind of customize your experience to be a little bit less heavy on enemies or no enemies at all in the case of the Let's Play series I'm doing. And that's ideal that's what i want out of a game just something fun Uh, the mod scene is pretty good on that thing so there's just tons of content to play through not only on the base game but also with the mod scene for that game being so extensive and huge it just means that that's a game i will probably be playing be playing for years off and on final fantasy remake final fantasy 7 remake excuse me was one that has been mentioned uh definitely played it absolutely can agree with it being a game of the year game uh, stardew valley i didn't play a lot of it but i absolutely see the appeal manifold garden have not played it hades played a little bit of it american truck simulator ghost of tsushima uh the game looks incredible you know like there's so much there aesthetically that's pleasing mobile suit gundam extreme versus maxi boost on looked cool i didn't ever get it but i watched some videos on it uh off and on and that game looks neat i wish i was more into gundam because i feel like that would be a game i'd be into butterfly soup was someone's game of number one game of the year game that i didn't even know about until it showed up in this list and i think that's the coolest part of games especially when it comes to games that are important to you and not just the games that have released this year but the games that are important to you in a year can just be anything you know i at one point thought about putting pokemon crystal in somewhere on my game of the year list um but i thought it was maybe a little too silly but butterfly soup is a game from 2017 and a 2020 game of the year list and i think that's cool because i couldn't care less about the accolades a game gets i care immensely about how important games are to people and why they're important to people so if you answered in this you know game of the year thing thank you so much 
this was absolutely lovely reading through everyone's responses it, it was great i can't wait to do this again next year and i'm excited to see what games come out in 2021 i'm excited to see what happens with implausibly average in 2021 there are so many things that can that look like they may be happening next year there's so many fun little projects i want to do for y'all who knows maybe we'll start another project another podcast in 2021 there's a tuesday slot that's basically open all the time i could do it i shouldn't though but thank you for listening um implausibly average is really fun um i think this is the second year of implausibly average something like that i think it will be i think it's like june or july 2019 when i started so we're in the second year we did one year we're in our second yeah okay um and i think we're just we're doing it you know uh, i'm i'm having a ton of fun with this i love doing this podcast i love doing all the goofy series we do on the youtube channel i love playing factorio i love playing i love playing pokemon games with y'all i like doing the streams on occasion like putting those streams up as vods so that you know when no one watches them live people can watch them after the fact um there's there's so much joy in implausibly average and there's so much fun to be had here and i'm really glad i could share it with y'all so to everyone who's ever listened to an episode of radio iagp anyone who's ever watched a couple minutes of a video or left it on at night to put it to sleep because honestly that's the type of content i make is something you could put on in the background and fall asleep to it anyone who sent in an email to this podcast anyone who's retweeted my videos anyone who's followed us on the youtube of youtube followed us on the twitter subscribed to us on the youtube especially this year like my goal was to hit 50 subscribers on youtube we're at 52 that's incredible i couldn't do any of this stuff without you like there's a small group of fans for this goofy stuff that I do and I'm I'm just happy that y'all are following this you know you're following this you're listening to this you're watching this you're you're engaging with it and that rules it rules to make something that people are interested in so thank y'all so much I hope that 2021 is better for everyone not just my goofy corner of the internet but for everyone and i'll see y'all next year i guess later Packages, boxes, or bags.